0: Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4 p Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, podcast listeners. This is your humble host, Michael Smalley. And I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship with, where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at SmalleyInstitute.com. Hello, ladies. Do I have a show for you? Yeah. Today is for the ladies. Because if you've ever said the phrase, quote, he makes me so, yeah, then then you want to keep listening. Because there's something wrong with this statement, ladies. And, well, you'd better hear what it is. And that is coming up next on Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Smalley. Along with the co-host, Seth Johnson. Yeah, see, I just left it. <laughs> you did. You left left me hanging. That, it feels like the whole intro was kind of simplified. You know, and I liked it. Did you? Would yeah. you say it's the greatest intro no. ever? Oh. <laughs> see how I tried to bring yeah, back the yeah. exaggeration. You can't take me there. I yeah. won't go with you. <laughs> so the motto: "No man left behind." Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Clearly, I was never a Navy SEAL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Neither was my oldest son. But I've shared that story before, so we won't get into that. Remember on the plane when I went to protect the flight attendants? No. From the angry mob?
1: Seriously? No. no recollection of the story.
0: That's a great story. I'm not sure you've ever told this story to me. Well, we might have to make a whole show for it. Oh. That was when I broke the world record of a plane being stuck in a tarmac. You, you don't were- know that either? No. <laughs> oh, my Lord, dude. Like, the previous had been seven hours, some puny number like that. <laughs> I was on an Air Air China flight from Toronto to Beijing. Mm-hmm. 13-hour flight. When we yeah. got over Beijing, we circled for over two hours. So that was depressing. Right. Then they forced us to land at a military, communist, military-based in Tianjin, where we sat. <laughs> For seventeen hours. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, it was it was like twenty nine thirty total hours on the plane. No. Yeah, and at one point there was a riot. And I got I, up I knowing understand. I was gonna get the crud beat out of me. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at my fifteen year old and was like, Come on, buddy. He's like, Nah. <laughs> I went, What? And he just watched the movie. Yeah, I saved lives.
1: I'm now interested in this story you have to tell it to me off Did air. Did this just
0: become a new show? <laughs> maybe so. We'll do it maybe on the next one. <laughs> okay. We'll we should do that time to time. We'll just feature one of my insane life stories. Hey, I'm okay with that. Right. And maybe eventually I'll have insane life stories. You do have them.
1: I feel like I don't. Of course, That's then you, you take your stories and you're able to amplify
0: See, them. See, but this I don't have to amplify a second. Not an ounce <laughs> of this is amplified. So I have a few of those. Like when I got abducted. In yeah. India, yeah, <laughs> now that I know at knife point. So, all right, so I kind of did. A- <laughs> it's insane <laughs> that got derailed. So, all right, I we opened up in the intro,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and I'm sure, ladies and and even gentlemen, you can pay attention to because I'm I'm giving you this is just a free gift. Well, that's good. We don't want
1: to ostracize half our audience.
0: <laughs> well, I do, but you're right. The right thing to say is we don't yeah. want to do that. <laughs> But if you've ever said that, he makes me so, or even she makes me so, and then mad or angry or so depressed or Mm -hmm. this or that or the other, uh, that statement is not a good statement. And do you want to know why? I would would love to. Everything. Everything about it is wrong. Oh. So, because here's here's one of the hard lessons in life that people have to hear. Nobody makes you anything. You choose. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Seth, I get it. I can do my very best to be annoying or controlling or ridiculous. And you or, do a great job on all And I states. do. I practice. <laughs> Sometimes I just put a fake Seth in your chair, <laughs> and I practice annoying things to say to it. How, how am I doing? Am I getting good? <laughs> you, you are amazing, actually. I'm like a professional. I think you've got your 10,000 hours in. <laughs> I do. I definitely do and and we tend though when people are mistreating us we think that we're victims right right so somebody did this which means i now have to feel that mm-hmm. and and it just simply isn't true nobody makes me anything so if i'm angry i'm choosing to be angry if i'm depressed i'm choosing to be depressed if i'm you know and i get it like so i cuz what i don't want to happen right is So you just discovered your spouse is having an affair. You should be upset. You should be hurt. You should be sad. But if you stay there, if you live there month after month, year after year, that's a you problem. Yeah. You see the difference? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like one is momentary, natural, logical. It's understandable. Mm -hmm. The other is a long-term negative effect.
1: It's that personal responsibility and choice we've talked about before.
0: We do. And so it's important here at the top of the show to just realize nobody makes you anything. You choose to be so. I did a little research on Pinterest. <laughs> Which I'm not sure that is a credible,
1: citable <laughs> source if you put that in your uh, MLA documentation yeah. <laughs> for your
0: <laughs> research paper. I'm impressed you even remember MLA. Hey, we can
1: go Chicago style if you do to do that. Dude.
0: Whoa, somebody's married to a teacher.
1: Actually, I had no idea what that was until a month or so ago. Really? Yeah.
0: Don't admit that. Why not? All right. Keep going. I was because at- you make me feel better about me.
1: <laughs> I was at Starbucks with uh, one of our mutual friends that I meet with often, and we just kind of accountability stuff. Luke.
0: Oh, I like Luke.
1: And then my buddy John showed up as well. Nice. And we we're just talking about life, which also often and always involves our faith. And someone overheard us uh, sitting near us, and then she randomly. Kind of um kindly interrupted and was like, Hey, uh can you guys pray for me about some stuff? We're like, Wow, uh yeah, uh, sure. cool. what's going on? And amongst all the things we talked about, um some spiritual, some not, she was talking about she's writing um some sort of paper for school and they just switched to Chicago style. From LA. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. What are we talking <laughs> about? <laughs>
0: yeah. Is that like deep dish? <laughs> <laughs> it's like New York thin style. <laughs> right. In Chicago. Chicago. Deep dish. So do I get to do my Pinterest quote now?
1: Yes. Sorry. You can you can cite your Pinterest quote and then maybe I'll pin it to my board. I don't
0: have a board. Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked it. All right. Because we we got a question in actually last night. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a show the very next day after getting this question from yeah. one of our wonderful listeners. And she's really struggling right now and and she's in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's tough, and we'll read you her question coming up here in a minute. But it kind of just got me onto this idea of female power or empowerment and this, that, and so I thought, what better place than Pinterest? See, I sound smarter (laughs) now, right? No. Oh, man. I'll keep trying. But here's the quote. They didn't even have who it was, so I'm just going to say from Pinterest. And it says, I survived because the fire inside me burned brighter than the fire around me, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a motivational poster that I saw hanging up. It
1: probably is somewhere. And who knows, Aristotle, Socrates, and it shows a bunch of like
0: dimly lit light bulbs, but then one in the middle is like yeah. super bright. <laughs> but I'm serious, though. So let me read the question, and then we can you can agree or disagree, Seth, okay, on whether that quote fits. All right, let's hit me. So I'll kind of hit the highlights here. So my husband, and this comes from one of you, our listeners, my husband is jealous and gets upset when I decide to spend time with girlfriends or have some me time. My husband thinks he's not jealous and and that it's just normal behavior he's doing. As long as I'm at home, he's fine, but he doesn't pay attention to me when he is home. But he wants to be intimate. How can I be intimate when he doesn't make me feel wanted and he's so jealous? It's very stressful and I feel depressed at times because i feel i have no life. We've been married 4 years now, but we were really only happy the first year. My husband cheated by letters, text messages and phone conversations. Then i caught him and it's been downhill ever since. We're in marriage counseling, but i didn't but i don't feel like it's working because he's not totally honest. I'm ready to give up. Wow. That was hard. Yeah. That was hard to read, and I think that's why the quote stood out to me. She has a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. She's only been married four years, so that's a it's a new marriage, and that's stressful enough, yeah. right? She's she's you know dealing with a jealous husband. She's dealing with infidelity. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Was it just emotional in the letters and the texting, or right. was it like I found all these things and then discovered he was actually cheating? But the point is that's another fire. So mm-hmm. the jealousy is a fire. The cheating is the fire. The counseling is at work because he's not being honest is a fire. I mean, this chick is surrounded mm-hmm. by fire. Yeah. So I I mean The quote works better. It does. And that's not bad.
1: Now I kind of feel like we need Katy Perry's firework playing in the background. Can we do that? I mean, yeah, I can put it in.
0: All right. We might have that. Just at some point in the show, randomly, you'll just hear the song in the background. <laughs> so I survived because the fire inside me burned bright. That's what I want to encourage her: is that you're you can be okay no matter what all the chaos is around you. Yeah, it's you know the book I always recommend to clients is "Man's Search for Meaning" by Viktor Frankl. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the. Austrian Jewish psychiatrist who was imprisoned in a Nazi concentration camp for six years. So that's a so pretty he, big fire. Yeah, it's some fires around you yeah, right there. Literally, actually. Yeah. I mean, gross, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what he realized? Hmm. I can be okay. I don't have to be miserable here. It's astounding. I know. I mean, that's, and it kind of led to some existentialism, which existentialism is sort of, you know, it's relative. The suffering that I'm experiencing I might actually be able to say maybe it's not as bad as I've originally thought. Hmm. Or maybe I can be okay no matter what's happening around me. Right. And that that is really my first encouragement for this listener is don't get hung up with the junk your husband's doing. At some point you have to take back the power for your life and say hey, I'm going to be okay no matter what because I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make the changes in my life that will lead... Well, really the best way to say it as to not be a pop psychology crud right now <laughs> is because what I fall back on is I'm going to be obedient to Christ no matter what. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes obedience to Christ is not fun. So what does is, what is o- obedience to
1: Christ look like in this relationship, though, in this scenario?
0: Oh, that is a good question. I have no idea. I was hoping you do. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, in this situation, one, Christ would say if you're really getting wiped out by the circumstances or the things around you, live in the present. So Christ is big on stay in the moment because a lot of her depression is going to come from looking behind her, mm, yeah, it's thinking about the stuff, or the anxiety. If I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, it's about I'm looking ahead going, oh, no, what's he going to do? Is he going to cheat again? Is mm-hmm. it, Can I trust him? We don't know. So live right here, right now and stay in the present, that tends to help quell some of the more intense feelings that you might be going through, the fear, the anxiety, things of that nature. Uh, what are other Jesus commands that would help her? Um, well, forgive. Mm-hmm. That would be huge. And really, she needs to start there. Jesus is big on forgive. And the reason she wants to forgive him is it releases her. Right. So if she... By his jealous attitude, by the cheating, by the junk that this guy is doing, if she doesn't release that, if she doesn't forgive him, then she's just building the uh, her own personal prison.
1: Right. And we've we've done shows yeah. and talked about it numerous times on like forgiveness is not uh,
0: re- releasing, excusing, excusing the other person, or enabling. Right. Well, I forgive you, so keep on hurting me. Right.
1: Having a a correct understanding of forgiveness is it's, it's setting yourself free.
0: It is. I would say for her, being obedient to Christ would be, um, well, doing for him what you wish he was doing for you. That's another incredibly empowering thing to say, okay, I'm not getting what I want, but what do I need to be doing that's correct? Mm -hmm. And it's not being a doormat. We're going to talk about some pretty strict boundaries here at the end. But those are just some of the ideas. But the reason I wanted to even say that, Seth, is... Life isn't about oh, happiness, right? So I don't like all this prosperity gospel junk. Uh, right, it there irritates is. the crud out of me.
1: It's not scriptural.
0: It's not. So I don't know how people land there and believe in that junk. Just because you believe in Jesus doesn't mean you're going to get the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Just because you're praying for something doesn't mean you're going to get it. God is not a cosmic Santa Claus. And Jesus said it. There will be suffering. By the way, just look at Jesus' life. Right. The guy <laughs> who's supposed to emulate. Exactly, dude. The guy got crucified. All of his disciples. I mean, not good death. He didn't really own anything either. Yeah, a lot of imprisonment. <laughs> so So and, and and by the way, I'm not speaking against wealth. Wealth is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, careful. May not have been God who gave you that wealth. Mm -hmm. there's another show. (laughs) And so she, so that's why I lean on the words of Christ and the commands of Christ, because it's not about happiness. It's not about feeling happy and joyful and everything's together. It's about obedience to Christ. And when I'm obedient to him, things work out. That doesn't mean again, that it's easy and that it's fun, but it means that eternity is a lot longer than my, Well, the rate I'm going, my 60-plus years, (laughs) right? Right. I mean, eternity is so much longer. I want to behave and live for that. Right, having a proper perspective. Exactly, and not for here right now. Which is hard. hard. Yeah, it is.
1: We're not saying, like, that's it's an easy thing. Just figure it out. But we all need to strive
0: for that proper perspective. So let's start kind of unpacking our listener's question. And we're going to start at the beginning where she kind of goes, my husband is jealous and uh, she kind of gets into some of these facts, and I have no life, and this is bad, and that's bad. You know, what do we? What's the number one thing that someone has to do when they get upset? That someone
1: has to do when they get upset? Yeah, they
0: have to find their what? What's being pushed? Oh, their buttons. Yeah. See, I had to give you everything right up to the word. <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's literally in the notes. <laughs> well, when you look at me and say.
1: What does someone have to do when they get upset? My first thing when I get upset is not to be like, hold on, let me figure out what my buttons are.
0: Well, maybe it should be. <laughs>
1: well, maybe. Well, maybe but-
0: take a timeout first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take your time out. That's the first thing that we teach. But then, because when she's saying my husband is jealous, okay, well, that's kind of a fact, right? That's arguable. Mm-hmm. It's debatable. Right, because he says he's not. Yeah, because he's like, no, I'm not. So... The the more important thing for her is to figure out why does this bother me? Mm-hmm. It's the why. So what I teach couples all the time in our reignite marriage intensive program is when they complain like well, even in an affair. It's not the affair. It's what's underneath that. What what button got pushed? How did you how do you ultimately how do you feel? Right. So the why is always that button, that feeling word. So if I'm bothered by my spouse's, you know, so if I'm her, right, mm-hmm. and my husband's jealousy is irritating me, I need to go why does that bother me? Well, I don't know because I don't want to have a jealous husband. Okay, kind of getting a little deeper, still not there, but why? Why why don't you want to have a jealous husband? Well, I don't know because I guess want to have a jealous and this is what I hear all the time. Well, I guess I don't know what jealous husband I'm going to be totally controlled. Boom. There it is. Right, that's the button. Yeah, the being button control. is I don't want to feel controlled, right? It could be I don't want to feel powerless. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel uh, manipulated. You know, it, it's, it's a feeling word. So Guilt. Guilt, exactly. Yeah. And so that is kind of step number one. Identify those buttons. Identify the buttons. So why is this bothering Because you want to ultimately talk about that. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't want to talk about stop being jealous. Because what he's already said, well, but I'm not being right. jealous. This is normal husbandry behavior. Yeah. Which, by the way, buddy, if you're listening, it's not.
1: <laughs> no.
0: It's not. Jealousy is not a healthy thing. Yeah. And it's not normal and it's not okay. It's kind of like when my wife and I got married, she thought it was normal and healthy to yell. Well, it's not. Yeah. That's Escalating, what her family grew up with. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Just because you grew up that way doesn't make it right. I thought shutting down... And not talking when your feelings are hurt is normal. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. And I had to hear, "No, Michael, it's not." Oh crud!
1: We have to learn to do things differently. Now, in my case, is being right all the time normal and healthy? <sighs> no, <laughs> no,
0: it is not. <laughs> right, Shauna, that's that's correct. I'm no. a- <laughs> Shauna. I know you actually listen to these. Yes. I want to free you from this. <laughs> there, there are pills I could slip in his coffee. When we're doing these shows.
1: Almost every episode that we end up listening together on, I'm like, okay, what did I say? And you're just going to
0: trigger some sort of
1: conversation. <laughs> you get conversation. Nervous. You're
0: nervous. See, that's what's good about being ADD. I don't remember and I don't care. <laughs> I don't remember, but I do care. Yeah. <laughs> so now let's get... So that's kind of her first thing on this question. So if yeah. if... If you're ever kind of like what we said in the intro, he makes me so, well, why am I mad? Mm-hmm. Why am I depressed? Why am I this? What is that button underneath? And by the way, if you're kind of wondering what are these button things he's talking about, we actually have a free online course called well, The Number 1 Reason Relationships Fail.
1: Well, how could someone find that or go
0: get to hold of that? Go to com. It's right there on the homepage. Click on it, sign up for it. It's totally free. And I will give you all of that, what you need to figure it out, mm-hmm. for free. Sweet. The number one reason relationships fail. And this is it. Yeah. See, because what this couple's doing is classic. She's talking about the jealousy. They're talking about the cheating. And none of those things are what they need to be talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why things don't get resolved.
0: Exactly. It gets in that conflict dance cycle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you're redeeming yourself a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> not a lot. So now let's get on to the cheating. So a- as you know, Seth, cheating. I mean, because I'm assuming you don't have to be an expert to realize that cheating isn't the issue. There's usually something underneath that's fueling the cheating,
1: right? As we even mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah, that's, that's not the thing because something else led to that point where that was, you know, quote unquote, option. I guess
0: as a layperson expert, mm,
1: a <laughs> expert,
0: yes. What 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 would be your guess? What do you think would fuel this kind of a reaction? Like an affair or cheating? Feeling affair?
1: Yeah. Uh feeling a, a lack of connection and intimacy?
0: Ah, uh-huh, so feeling disconnected.
1: Mhm. Button. Yeah. Um feeling unwanted? Button. Um I I don't know. I mean not being satisfied, a- anger even.
0: Underneath anger,
1: yeah, it's trying to like almost retaliate. Buttons.
0: What? Yeah, the, it's it's buttons. It's the conflict dance. It's I'm feeling rejected. I'm feeling disconnected. I'm feeling unloved. I'm feeling unwanted. All of those things is what fuels very bad coping mechanism. So you can imagine. Now I'm not. I don't know their situation, right? So and actually, because she discovered it in the first year, I just want to throw this theory out there. I feel semi-confident. Again, not talking to the guy. I don't have a clue. My guess would be he brought in a sexual addiction. Would be my guess. Mm-hmm. That's quick. That's really quick to have yeah. an affair. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like a f- outlandish statement. I mean, to, to to have an affair in the first year, my guess is somebody brought something into the relationship. Yeah. And I've had that before, by the way, in intensives where people were sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And they didn't disclose that, and therefore their, you know, th- their s- their sexual health was deviated from a very young age, and now, you know, twenty years later, it's a l- really deviated. Um, so that happens, but it's usually a pretty big reason. So that would be one of my guess for her. Right. Again, that's just something she might want to bring up in counseling. Like, hey, what's the, what's the deal with this? But when it's You know, when there's been 10 years of marriage, 15 years of marriage, 20 years of marriage, many affairs happen because buttons are getting pushed and they're going unresolved. It's unresolved Mm -hmm. conflict really at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay? So that's sort of, that tends to be the why. And you want to figure that out. That's why you ask those questions. That's why you go see the extra That's why you come to a Reignite Marriage Intensive. Because, you know, in their questions, she's sort of like... We're in marriage counseling, but that doesn't seem to work because he's not being honest. That's Mm -hmm. why we invented the intensive process because traditional marital therapy is difficult. Mm -hmm. You only get about forty-five minutes, and you go once a week. Yeah, it's not enough time.
1: Well, and I always wonder, and partially because I've, Shauna and I have never gone through uh, any sort of like marital counseling. Like I, I wonder in this counseling are. Uh, facts being addressed or are
0: buttons. Exactly.
1: And and I don't know with um, the training on, on what it's taught more often.
0: Well, in traditional marital therapy, if you're a traditional therapist, clinical psychologist, that kind of stuff, I mean, that's what's broken, frankly. That's what I didn't like when I was in school is you're taught a lot of reflection techniques. Mm-hmm. So the goal in counseling is for the client to achieve insight. Yeah, And so you just sort of hang on And you wait And so Mm -hmm. Seth if if I'm counseling you And you go Oh uh, Yeah you know Shauna made me so angry I might reflect back to you Wow it sounds like Shauna made you feel really angry Why might you think that Mm -hmm. And then you're looking back at me going I thought that's what I paid you for Right, Right. I mean, so that reflective stuff, I mean, sometimes you can find a good cognitive behavioral therapist or, you know, emotion-focused therapy. I like that, actually. Mm -hmm. We we use a lot of those techniques in our intensive program. And so you can get effective stuff, but then you have the time problem,
1: right? Right.
0: So now it's, well, I only have 45 minutes to try to help get somewhere. And, And I guarantee you half of that, you're melting down.
1: Yeah, and it's 45 minutes once a week. Usually. Exactly.
0: So it's not enough time. So if you are in a situation like this, I really do encourage you to check out the Reignite Marriage Intensive Program because it's the time frame. We go 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Well, people, it's harder to lie throughout that entire day. And yeah. we do that two days in a row or three days in a row. I'm just telling you. Stuff tends to come out. Not all the time. People mm-hmm. still are convinced and are able to lie, but... It, it, you tend to get a lot of really good movement in that. So let's... Oh, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So now let's kind of get to the finale here. So if you're dealing with a husband like this where you feel like, uh, I feel trapped, I feel lonely, he's jealous, I'm. I'm miserable, right? I don't get to go out and enjoy myself. I want this listener, which obviously I won't give her name, but I want her to have some encouragement here before we close. That's good. So this is where the girl power (laughs) gets going.
1: Baby, you're a firework.
0: Yeah, you could just sing that as I share (laughs) this. But my first thing for her is to stop enabling him. And what I mean by enabling him is, okay, if you allow his jealous behavior or words or – infantile behavior whatever if you allow that to prevent you from hanging out with your friends that's a you problem
1: yeah cuz you're giving him the power for you that you
0: are that's called enabling cuz guess what it's working he doesn't he doesn't want you to be out of the home mm-hmm. and so then he complains and moans and gripes and tries to make you feel miserable and then you engage in it and then you're like it's not worth going out so i'm not. now you've enabled him what you can do is to say honey I'm really sorry, you feel that way, but this is important for me. it's a self care thing, yeah, it's I need me time, and by the way, everyone listening, me time is okay for sure that's a good thing
1: so here's here's a question um you know it's it's clearly on the unhealthy spectrum of she's not getting enough uh girl time in me time um and so she needs to set those boundaries to take those,
0: yeah, I'm sorry, you feel that way, honey, but I'm going, but how
1: then how do you keep in check like the non, make sure she doesn't abuse and be like, I'm always having girl time like and just always me time?
0: Well, sure. Because obviously everything you do, you want to do in balance. Right. Uh, because so I feel like For especially- example, he's sort of forbidding it. So she's not getting enough. And, and I'm glad you brought this up. What I'm not saying is now you get to be abusive. <laughs> right. right. I'm not calling him abusive. I should change my words there. So now you get to be unhealthy. -hmm. Now you get to be out of balance. No, that's not what I'm saying. Look, at the end of the day, if you wanted this world to be solely about you, whatever you do, don't get married. So, am I ever as a married man or or this woman as a married woman? Am I ever going to have as much me time and alone time that I would like? If that's important to me, no. I mean, definitely don't have kids. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> then it's gone for 18 years or longer <laughs> so so right I'm not saying she gets to now the pendulum swings all the way to the other side to the other extreme right and she's never home uh, but what a good way like what's a good way to keep that in in check well here's what's hard if your spouse is super unhealthy which is as she has described him mm-hmm. he might not be so I'm not Right. Passing judgment. Again, we haven't talked to him at all. But if he's super unhealthy, then she's got to have a third party be able to help. So, because I do that a lot in our intensive program Mm -hmm. as someone outside of the system, right? I've often described myself, I'm like a satellite orbiting their relational world. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the chaos, I'm not in the storm. The storm isn't scary to me. Mm -hmm. I actually see the boundaries of the storm. And that's where, in a case like this, I would rather trust a third party to go, hey, am I being unfair with the amount that I'm hanging out? Because maybe she is. Yeah, And that's where, you know, if I'm evaluating that, look, once, twice a week, especially if you don't have children, you're newlywed, you're young, Mm -hmm. you're living in the city, whatever, yeah, that's going to be multiple times a week. And that's totally Okay. Every day, all day long, not, well, obviously, I might go, ah, that feels a little unfair. Yeah. And then he gets to hear the same thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's good that you want to spend time with her. However, bro, when you're home with her, you might want to ask the question, hey, mm-hmm. what could we be doing that would show that I love you and that I want to be with you right now? Yeah. Like, you can't say, I want you home. You can't go out and then watch football all night long. <laughs> right? Right. That's why I'm telling you having a third party is so helpful.
1: Yeah, cuz definitely for me, I mean I'm a very social guy and uh could be out with friends every night. Yeah. And um you know I've I've
0: had Oh, to you're learn just Mr. Popular.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> okay, me, I don't know, I just go to the group things, I don't know. <laughs> it's church singles, no. Um no, but learning that uh you know the importance of spending the time just with shauna and even she might be coming with me to some of these things uh but the quality of the time that's just her and i Mm -hmm. as well so that's that's been a balance for me that i've had to learn because i do like to be so much like um hang out social time and
0: i'm similar and so what i've even learned with my wife because she's not that way Mm -mm. she i guess her and shauna are kind of similar in that Mm -hmm. way where they don't want to hang out with people all the time, where you and I could literally like, you could move in tonight. I'd be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> right. You know, like, we got more friends in the house. And Amy's not that way. And, and one of the things I've done for her is to go, hey, I'd love to hang out with some folks tonight or invite people over for dinner or whatever. But how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And would that be fun for you? And, and, you know, I even recently had a conversation about that, about throwing like another party, because, mm-hmm. you know, we love to throw parties. Mm-hmm. And she was like, honestly, I think I need a break. You know, because it's exhausting for her. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, I do most of the cooking and the planning and stuff. But having the home clean and all that, I mean, it's tiring. Yeah. We enjoy it, but she that mm-hmm. tires her. And guess what? She's allowed to feel that way. Yeah. And I get to serve her.
1: Mm-hmm. How's that? Fantastic.
0: All right. So let's talk about then second for this listener, because you mentioned you feel depressed and you have no life as lovingly as I can, embrace embrace you and realize I don't have to be this way. Just because my husband is behaving badly doesn't mean I need to now be depressed. Mm-hmm. I, it can be an initial reaction, but if this is, you know, four years later, that's a me problem. Like, at some point, I need to realize I got to set up some healthy boundaries Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be miserable with what's going on. I am in control of how I feel, so I hope she can receive that yeah do you have issue with that
1: no i th- I think that can just it's be, hard to hear yeah, and that can be a hard uh choice especially initially to to make uh, <clears throat> because you you feel like maybe powerless um but then realize but realizing this is a choice and regaining that power i think initially can be
0: difficult it is but it starts with that realization that i can yeah and and sometimes man you might have to say hey lord uh this sounds right it makes sense uh i'm nowhere near and so would you help me get there and god does what god does mm-hmm. it really does it's pretty amazing now her last little part on the intimacy right i just want to Everyone to hear out loud that intimacy is a privilege. Intimacy, sexual intimacy between a husband and a wife, is one other opportunity we get to serve our spouse. Mm-hmm. And so, what you can't do is cheat, have a jealous attitude, and then expect sex now. Right. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, that, by the way, would be a totally healthy boundary. I'd say, look, for her now, sometimes, like, especially after an affair. The victim spouse often is very sexually desired desirable of their spouse. Like they want to have sex a lot because they want to reconnect. Mm-hmm. And many times they feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. And I have to encourage them like, no, that makes sense. You're wanting to reconcile. You're wanting to heal. So you want to be with them. That's, right. that's not a bad thing. It's up to you. That's the key. Mm-hmm. So she needs to be able to set the appropriate boundary because and, and I'm not saying like because I don't want this to be taken you have to earn sex or anything I'm not saying that but I am kind of right I don't get to behave like a total jerk and be unfaithful and mm-hmm. jealous and then say sleep with me right I need to be loving and kind and patient I need to again that Jesus thing you know I need to be honoring to Christ's commands I need to love you well and it's Sex is an outcome of that.
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's almost like the it's the overflow of all the other stuff that gets gets you to that point of intimacy. So if you're not if your cup isn't being filled up in other ways,
0: it's not gonna get there. No. And it's gonna be bad. And so she also gets to set a boundary in that area. Makes sense? Whew. That was a good show. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in it. Well, hopefully, you know,
1: she and others uh, will feel empowered and, um, you know, be able to make some healthy choices.
0: Do you want to give the, the quote one last
1: time? Oh, my gosh. <coughs> From Pinterest, because we have no idea what poster this came off of. Yeah. I survived because the fire
0: inside me burned brighter than the fire around me. <laughs> Listen, if you want to turn your relationship around starting now, literally now, go to SmalleyInstitute.com and check out our online courses. We've got hours and hours and hours of video, and our workbooks have all been digitized for your convenience, and all of it helps you build a better relationship today. And Seth, if they enjoy the show, what can they do?
1: Oh, you can let us know. Even if you didn't enjoy it, leave us a review on iTunes. Just It helps us know if our content is being helpful or not and helps others find us.
0: Yes, it does. And then, as always, there is a very special link on this podcast episode at the bottom where you can submit your story and get a chance to be interviewed on the show with Seth and I. If you want to make the pilgrimage to Houston, To the Magnolia, Texas? The Magnolia, (laughs) Texas? The Magnolia. We'd love to hear from you and hear your story of redemption, of forgiveness, of overcoming, just whatever it is. We'd love to hear it. And you could be in studio or we can call you. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at SmalleyInstitute.com or, you know what, call us toll free. At 888-565-6462.
1: Point out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We wait to fly to partake in all this. Hey, we are here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, sway into the music, girl, that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. I don't think you know what you're doing to me you my- With Amazon
0: Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.